Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. You know, Terry Carnation is uh, the host of AM Radio's Dark Air, uh, a man who is an explorer of the unknown, the uncanny, and the unctuous. Uh, And I, I, I have to say, Terry Carnation, I mean, we've all heard the name Terry Carnation. I've seen it in the radio trades and all, but... I tried to find out more about you, um, you know, in preparation for uh, a discussion of your new uh, book on tape that you have out that people can listen to your your story told in in entertaining chapters. And, and Terry, I got to be honest with you, you're a hard guy to find real hard data on. Uh, who is Terry Carnation? Well, that's an excellent question with which to begin our discussion, Mr. Plunkett. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I have worked very hard to keep my name off of the Internet. Do you know how much time, effort, and money that has cost me? <laughs> and kind of pointless, because that's kind of how we promote anything, isn't it, these days? Well, I need no promotion. I see that. You know, I, I asked uh, I asked around because, you know, we're both in the business. And uh, yes. somebody said uh, that there's like at one point you and I had crossed paths at WNTH, a, a small radio station somewhere. And then somebody else said you were in Armed Forces Radio, that uh, you had been mysteriously discharged. And that sounded gross. So I didn't ask anything more about that. But. Is it true that you spent some time in the Soviet-occupied East German radio in the 1960s? How is that possible? Uh, yes, that is, that is possible. I was operating an underground radio station from East Berlin, um, and uh, it was a highly dangerous situation. I operated it from the back of a van. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and, uh, and were you a DJ back then? Is that what you were doing? Well, you know, we'd play some of the rock and roll hits that the kids loved in the day. And uh, we would also take some calls about the paranormal, about the conspiratorial. Uh-huh. And um, often we would slip in truths about I, freedom. I see. Uh, oh, good. To our comrades on the other side of the wall. And uh, we served a very important purpose. And uh, I was broadcasting there for, oh, gosh, uh, at least seven days. <laughs> Before they found out. Before they or... found out. And they towed the van away, <laughs> and I was kicked back over the other side of the wall. I see. And uh, had some delicious blintzes and <laughs> flew home. There you have it. Yeah. So, so, you know, I I, I know because I've heard some of your um, your your work uh, that for a while you were selling vials that people could wear around their neck that contained hair, like a lock of your hair. Hmm. It, yeah. Did you make money at that, or was that just is that a uh, what are those rumors oh, that yeah. we need to quash? Or no, I um. Granted, I have a beautiful, luxurious head of hair, um, yeah. but on my my body is surprisingly here suit. Um, <laughs> on on dark air, we do take calls sometimes from from werewolves and the lupine in yes. general, um, and I, I may be one of the one of those species. So yes, you will find lockets of my hair available on Etsy as we speak. Is that where you get it? Because the yeah. guy I talked to said that. 
the lab results said it was it was definitely hair, but it was hair from a, a human thigh, and he was curious about that. And I said I'd ask. So that's that's where the bulk of my hair lives. Um, is on my thighs, especially my left my left thigh is incredibly hairy. And that's interesting. Your friend was able to obtain that information because I've shared it with very very few. People. <laughs> well, you know, I think he was suspicious. I don't know why. I'm not sure if it was moving in the vial or whether it's disintegrating. But he felt like before he had anything left, he should have it tested. Well, you know, knows. you've been tested yourself over the years. Um, it, I I know that you are part of the KSB. Uh, radio operation. Can can you talk about how you got hooked up with them? Yes, KSB Los Angeles. Uh, I've been on KSB off and on for the last eighteen years. You know, as you know, Ian, perfectly well, because you know my story. I've been missing for the last three years. Um, I, um, after the 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 loss of my wife, yeah. um, um, and I suffered a kind of a, a mental breakdown and was off the radio waves for, for quite a while. And and by the way, Ian, when I say loss of my wife, I mean that I actually, truly, I lost my wife. I could I could not find her anywhere. anywhere. We were down in Tijuana. It's a very confusing city. Yes. It's not laid out like a grid in right. the slightest. Um, right. The buff system is forget about it. You know what I'm so, you can't find a good when you're if you're trying to crisscross the city in any some sort oh. of search grid pattern. Forget about it. Yes, I mean urban planning. Hello, <laughs> Ding right. Tijuana calling. <laughs> yeah. so, um, it was a very difficult time. Uh, she may pop up. She may turn up one of these days. She might even be listening right now. Who knows? Well, I, uh, I did, certainly hope so. But now you you in your book on tape, which is dark air. Uh, the Terry yeah. Carnation story, uh, and mm-hmm. people can listen to it chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you do talk a, a lot about your therapist and how mm-hmm. what an important role therapy has played in your life and in, in getting you back into the studio again. Uh, uh, is this a, a therapist that anybody can work with? Because he, he sounds fascinating. Yes, anyone can work with Dr. Norman Kesden. Um, he's in North Hollywood, uh, California. Please just give him a call. Anyone can work with him, but no one should. He's the worst. He's (laughs) absolutely the worst therapist known to man. He gives the most idiotic advice. He's court appointed for me. And I'm afraid I have no choice in the matter. If it was up to me, I would... I would choose... I would choose a goat with a tape recorder (laughs) strapped around its neck over Dr. Norman Kesden, if you know what I mean. Well, but that's you are welcome to see him yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I have to be honest, I haven't required one from a court. And that's the part that uh, I found intriguing because you've referenced this several times about the, a court appointed therapist. And yeah. this was the one that the courts gave you. Uh, mm. What were the circumstances that led up to court appointed therapy for you? Oh, well, these were the dark years I'm talking about, Ian. Um, There were a lot of mistakes that were made. Um, There were a lot of adventures as well. I went, um, you're familiar with the hallucinogenic uh, ayahuasca. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I'm not. Tell me about that. Ayahuasca is a a hallucinogenic uh, made from the the barrel of a cactus. Um, And um, I spent... 
I spent four and a half months on ayahuasca and was wandering um, the Andean mountains of Peru. Um, I kept myself alive by eating bat meat. Um, when I returned to the United States, I found myself stealing, well, the computers from inside cars. You know, they have computers in cars these days. Right, yeah. And um, eventually found myself on Hollywood Boulevard um, getting the crap beat out of me by an 11-year-old boy dressed as Spider-Man. Um, the whole thing just cascaded into chaos, and I was I was arrested, a community service, the whole rigmarole, and they decided <laughs> I was mentally imbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been on the radio for 18 years. Hello, taking calls about the paranormal, the supernatural, about about Bigfoot, about UFOs, about about uh, ghosts, about specters. And you think that I'm crazy? Well, you know, um, and that is how I was forced to see Dr. Norman Keston. I appreciate that. I I have to be honest with you. I mean, you wouldn't be the only crazy person in radio, obviously. Um, So, you know, I I would have to say you're probably just one of the few that got caught uh, and that uh, there's a lot of that sort of thing going on. And and yet, you know, when I talk to other hosts and and I know that you know this, um, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of there'd been a lot of Art Bell you know, George Norrie wannabes. I'm not casting mm-hmm. any aspersions, but uh, but people that... And, and, and oh, Ian, I, I'm sorry to butt in here, but I just must say that uh, Art Bell is a hero of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, George Norrie, best in the business. You, I'm not so sure about yet. We'll see. <laughs> no, but, I appreciate um, that. I, I'm trying uh, <laughs> I, 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 I am honored to be mentioned in the same breath as those two icons of radio. So let well, me please continue. Well, and that I would say your your bat breath is welcome, and I thank you, uh, too, for giving us the time that you have, because I know you're terribly busy about this time of night, usually. Um, and, yes. and, but, but when I go back to that, I think about the number of people I've known over the years who are in the business, and most of the hosts, and I, have to, I can pretty much... I can't name anybody other than myself, perhaps, who have gone into paranormal radio who actually ever experienced anything of the paranormal. And yes. I've, I've had this conversation a lot. So let me ask you, what what have been your paranormal experiences that led you uh, to becoming a, a late night uh, a paranormal talk show host? Well, excellent, excellent question, Ian. And before we get to that, I want to say that you know the shape of this UFO that was reported by the Air Force today? Uh, I didn't catch the shape. What are they saying? It's pyramid-shaped. Oh, Pyramid-shaped, Ian. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that these unidentified flying objects could be piloted by Egyptians? <laughs> well, and they that, are. or that the ancient astronauts have. I'm surprised you haven't popped up on that show because I'm, I'm I watch I watch that show regularly, and I haven't. I have to say, I haven't seen you as a, a talking head on any of the paranormal TV shows. Well, I'm scared of flying, so anything having to do with astronauts, I, I, I shy okay. away from. You're so out. Let me ask your, your original question, Ian. Yeah. Um, this whole odyssey of mine, my obsession with paranormal, with the supernatural, with the inexplicable began as a child when, did you ever see the movie Ghost Dad with um, <laughs> yes, Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby? <laughs> I did, actually. You know, I mean, 
You, we can't say his name anymore. Heaven forbid, no. Cosby. But oh, I just said it again. Oops. Yeah. Um, but classic movie. Well, I was raised by a ghost mother. Really? My mother was a ghost. And now um, people scoff, people doubt, but there she was with me by my side every day making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Now, she had spectral hands, so she couldn't pick up the knife. She would actually <laughs> make the sandwiches. I would make the sandwiches for her. While she was there, in there. She was there, and we loved each other. We laughed. We had a blast. We had such a good time together. <laughs> there was so much love in the room between the two of us. And yes, you know, Dr. Korpowski and the principal Evers, Eversby, they all said, oh, you know, his mother left his father when he was two years old and he's hallucinating um, and he's seeing visions. But I know it's true. I yep. know that I'm balanced. And that was my mother who raised me. And she was spectral. I, I, I believe you. And I think that's one of the things that I know from my own experience. I saw a UFO formation over Lake Michigan when I was very young. And I've tried to explain it to many people. And sometimes they throw me an eyebrow or they give me a doubting look. And I have to say, all I can say is what I saw. And I'm not, I don't know that there were little green men or for that matter, Egyptians inside of the, the ships. I don't know that. All I know is what I saw. And what that brought to, you know, to me was a, not just a curiosity about the paranormal, but also being open to other people's testimonies. And so I fully accept that you were raised by a spectral uh, mother without hands. Well, I, I <laughs> well. thank you. And as one disc jockey to another, a disc jockey of the paranormal, someone who's simply trying to yes. lift the curtain to unveil the truth, to get to something mysterious in this crazy world, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, Terry Carnation, people will want to listen to your book on tape. Um, yeah. and, and so, and the way that you've brought your story to life in that uh, mm-hmm. book on tape, as you go through it, uh, how, how, what's the best way for them to hear the many chapters of your life? Yes. Well, there's this new sensation that all the kids are talking about, all the Gen Zers and all the millennials, and it's called, <laughs> it's called a podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. Ask, yep. Don't ask. I don't know what that even means. But it's <laughs> right. like listening to the AM radio, only it's like they've recorded it, and you can listen to it on your iPod. Yes, so, or, or anything for that matter, because most people don't have iPods anymore. So I, yeah. I have an iPod, and it's very important. <laughs> you? You, can, you can download this little book on tape in the form of a podcast on your iPod from I don't know, Apple iPods or Spotify iPods, wherever. I mean, podcasts, wherever the pods, too many pods. <laughs> pods. I recently saw uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers once yes. again. And, yes. Um, the resonances with the modern world, the pod people, podcasting, all this emphasis on pods. That yeah. might be a chapter of your show yeah. later tonight with your well, friends from ZZ Top. ZZ Top, by the way, Hasidic. <laughs> I have not. I did not know that. Yes, I did ask, not know that. Ask Billy. Ask Billy about the Hasidim. I will influence on ZZ Top, but it's a podcast uh, story book on tape that people can download to their devices called Dark Air with Terry Carnation, 
Um, three of the chapters are out. There's going to be 12 more coming down the pike. It's, um, it's hysterical. It's sad. It's curious. It's delightful. And Ian, I called you Plunkett. It's Punnett. Um, I accept Plunkett. It was close. Coming from you, that I would say that that's, that's as much as I could hope for. Sometimes they call me Terry Carnell. <laughs> I can be a little bit carnal. <laughs> yes, you can. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.